Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Our sermon text is recorded in the Gospel according to St. Luke, the 24th chapter, beginning at verse 13. That very day, two of them were going to a village named Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, What is this conversation that you are holding with each other as you walk? And they stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, named Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? And he said to them, What things? And they said to him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, a man who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and rulers delivered him up to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things happened. Moreover, some women of our company amazed us, they were at the tomb early in the morning, and when they did not find his body, they came back saying that they had even seen a vision of the angels who said he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. And he said to them, O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets had spoken, was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So they drew near to the village to which they were going. He acted as if he were going farther, but they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with it, for it is toward evening, and the day is now far spent. So he went in to stay with them. While when he was at the table with them, he took the bread and blessed and broke it and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened and they recognized him. And he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures? And they arose that same hour and returned to Jerusalem. And they found the eleven and those who were with them gathered together saying, the Lord has risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of the bread. Dear fellow redeemed, have you ever seen someone you know but have not been able to recognize them. On Halloween or other occasions, people wear costumes, hiding their appearance. What are some other reasons why you might not recognize someone you know? Maybe you haven't seen them for a while. Perhaps they've gotten older and changed in appearance. Maybe they're in a different setting than they're used to seeing them in or dressed differently. 
One day when I was in some, a seminary student in Mankato, I saw my pastor dressed up to play basketball, wearing gym shorts and a tank top. He greeted me, but I was puzzled. He had to tell me who he was. In our text today, we see that the risen Jesus was not immediately recognized by two men who were his followers and knew him. Why was this? Our text tells us, but their eyes were restrained so that they did not know him. In other words, they were kept from recognizing him by special divine inspiration. He did not look as he usually did. The risen Christ appeared to them in a different form. This was just one of several occasions that Jesus' followers did not recognize him after he rose again. Mary Magdalene mistook him for the gardener after she fled from the empty tomb. Even the 11 disciples did not recognize Jesus as he stood on the shore of the Sea of Galilee. Today, our text answers the question, how does the risen Christ make himself known? First, Jesus makes himself known through his word. Jesus appeared to the men in our text on the first day of the week, the first Easter in the afternoon. One of the men was named Cleopas. Tradition identifies him as a brother of Joseph, the husband of Mary. He would have been considered an uncle to Jesus. The other follower of Jesus is unnamed. According to tradition, it is the gospel writer Luke himself. These men were in a somber mood. Jesus, their Lord, had died on Good Friday, and now the women had gone to the tomb and saw it empty. They did not yet believe that Jesus had risen. Jesus was concerned for these men. He asked them, what kind of conversation is this that you have with one another as you talk, walk and are sad? Cleopas was taken back by Jesus' question. He reacts as if Jesus has been living under a rock or was completely out of the loop. Cleopas replied to Jesus, are you the only stranger in Jerusalem and have you not known the things which happened there in these days? How did Jesus reply? He said, what things? What is Jesus doing here? Is there anything Jesus doesn't know? Jesus as true God knows all things. Jesus asked this question because he wanted Cleopas to unburden his soul. Cleopas and his friend then talked about Jesus. They said Jesus was a prophet, mighty in deed and words before God and the people. They had respect before, for Jesus as a man of God, but after his death, they apparently were reluctant to call him the Messiah. They told about what had happened to Jesus, that he was crucified and died. It was already the third day since Jesus had died. According to Jewish belief, on the third day, the soul left the body. More importantly, Jesus foretold that he would rise again from the dead on the third day. They also told him that others had gone to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. In their despair, they thought their hopes were dashed. Cleopas said, but we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel.
they likely looked to Jesus as a liberator or deliverer who had set the nation of Israel free from bondage to the Roman Empire and so usher in God's kingdom in a visible earthly way. Instead of immediately opening up the eyes of these men to recognize who he was, Jesus calls them foolish and slow of heart to believe. They should have known better. Christ himself had taught them that he must suffer and in three days rise again. During his earthly ministry, he had shown them the scriptures that had foretold these things. Before we are quick to point our fingers at these disciples, we must admit that even among us Christians, weakness and frailties remain especially when it comes to deeper matters of faith and more difficult teachings of the Bible. We are unable fully to understand them or grasp them. On the other hand, it is easy for us to think that then, since we've gone through confirmation class or Sunday school, that we understand enough uh, that we're done learning about Christ, yet we never stop needing to be reminded of the gospel. Our sinful nature clings to us. We find ourselves falling into sins each day. We are reminded of sins that we've committed in our past. Our entire life is spent combating the weakness of our sinful flesh. As St. Paul says in Philippians 3, not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Throughout our lives as Christians, we press on through daily confessing our sins to God and daily receiving God's forgiveness in order to live in the power of Christ's resurrection. Not until we reach life eternal will we see and experience the full power of the resurrection of Christ. We see in our text that Jesus does not leave us alone in our doubt and fear. He looks after these two of weak faith and cares for them, doing everything to lift them out of their weakness and to strengthen their faith. He sees and knows that in great sorrow and sadness, they had departed from the other apostles and do not know what to think or hope. He is determined not to leave them in such doubt and temptation. He becomes their companion along the way. He took them through a Bible study to explain to them that the Christ was to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory. He led them through the whole Old Testament to show them all the things the books of Moses and all the prophets prophesied about him. He showed them God's promise in the garden of Eden and the seed of the woman who had crushed the serpent's head. He showed them God's promise to Moses to raise up a prophet like him from among the people. He showed them Isaiah's description of the suffering servant. He showed them many other prophecies about himself. He wanted to open up their eyes to faith. Jesus is also our companion along the way. He has promised, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Though Jesus is now unseen, 
yet he carries on his work and shows himself as the living Lord. He enlightens us through his word, the Bible preached and read. Through his word, he strengthens and comforts us, defending us with his power against the wrath of the devil in the world. The power of Jesus' resurrection is shown forth through the word, received by faith that clings to Christ. Through the word and faith, we conquer sin and death in him and lay hold of righteousness in life. By this time, it was getting late, and they had reached their destination. Jesus acted as if he were going further. When Jesus sounded like he was going to keep traveling, they said to him, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. This is one of our prayers in our evening services, as we ask Jesus to abide with us in the end of the day, in the end of our life, and in the end of the world. Jesus answered their request by going in to stay with them. If we were unable to recognize someone we knew, what would help us recognize them? If they do not tell us who they are, we would be able to recognize them perhaps by their voice. Perhaps we would recognize them if they did something familiar to us that only they would do. How did Jesus finally reveal himself to these men? He took bread, blessed, and broke it and gave it to them. The Lord broke bread with them in the same manner as during the Last Supper. We then read, Then their eyes were opened, and they knew him, and he vanished from their sight. Then they told the eleven disciples about the things that had happened on the road, and how he was known to them in the breaking of the bread. The breaking of the bread is a phrase used in the books of Luke, and acts to refer to the Lord's Supper. In the Lord's Supper, Jesus infuses us with new life by feeding us with his living body and blood. Just as Jesus instructed the Emmaus disciples before breaking bread with them, so we are instructed in God's word before receiving the Lord's Supper, so that we may recognize him in the breaking of bread. The Catechism reminds us that we are truly worthy and well prepared to receive his body and blood in the Lord's Supper through faith in the words given and shed for the remission of sins. God grant us such faith that the risen Christ may be made known to us in the breaking of bread as we by faith recognize his true body and blood in the sacrament and so receive there the forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation. How does the risen Lord make himself known to us today? Does the risen Lord appear to us in a glorified bodily form walking around with us? No, he comes to us in veiled form, as he appeared to the two men on the road to Emmaus. He comes to us as he did with these men on the road, through his holy scriptures, which show us our sin and need for a savior. The Bible also shows us who this savior is, our Lord Jesus who died for us and rose again. Jesus is also made known to us in the breaking of bread. Each time we celebrate the Lord's Supper, the risen Christ comes to open our eyes to his presence and give us his gifts of forgiveness, eternal life, and salvation. Because Jesus rose again, we know all our sins are forgiven. 
By faith we will live forever with him. Amen. Let us pray. O God, your Son made known to his disciples, made himself known to his disciples in the breaking of bread. Through the gift of faith, open our eyes to behold him in all his redeeming work, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.